is reinventing the tattoo network where the community sorry the community for tattooers apprentices collectors and all those curious about the world of tattooing are encouraged to join these live stream and real world events we aim to educate and inspire one another to create better art tattoos and leave the community a better place on how we found it we stream out most days of the week so be sure to check out the full schedule of events as well as our professional development courses from over 20 world-class tattoo artists at reinventingthetattoo.com you can also find all of our shows on the Roku channel, as well as your favorite podcast platforms. So just search for Reinventing the Tattoo and you'll find us. Real quick, we just want to say thank you to all the sponsors that make it possible. So thank you to World Tattoo Events, the largest, most comprehensive resource for tattoo conventions going on in the world right now, as well as Tattoo Now, technology for tattooers. They're the leading edge in professional development, management, and digital tools for tattooers of all levels. And real quick, just want to say thank you as well to the Fireside Tattoo Network and the Apprenticeship Diaries. And lastly, thank you to Guy Atchison, who makes the whole community possible. He's the founder and inspiration behind the Reinventing the Tattoo community. So go to GuyAtchison.com to get a copy of the Biomech Encyclopedia, instructional DVDs, original paintings, and custom coil machines. And be sure to share this out with anyone if you enjoy the information we're putting out. Kyle. Kyle. So first of all, welcome to episode 125 of One, two, Tattoo Collecting 101. Uh, we'd like to welcome you to our ASMR episode. Hello. Uh, Up close and personal with my voice. Yes. Oh. There you go. <laughs> Kyle was doing so good he and you started flicking your tongue in his ear like that. <laughs> I'm gonna mute you next time. Uh, Always, Kyle. Always. <laughs> it's never not. <laughs> That's fair. Um, Kyle made his little uh, noise over there, and it reminds me of a meme I saw that uh, it's this guy, and it's this big burly dude, and he's choking. He's like pounding his chest, and he's grabbing his like uh, uh. another big old dude in a cowboy hat comes up behind him and throws his keys down all dramatic, like his buddy's choking. Wraps his arms around, goes to give him the high look, and his dude goes, ah! <laughs> and it made me laugh <laughs> from my inside parts. <laughs> I don't, I, it got me, got me. And I, I think I've told like four people about it. <laughs> got me, got me. Man. Uh, so we all have that one person who we send like <laughs> countless memes. memes too. We send a lot, but do you know who I we, send we the most Aaron, stuff to? The Mexican? The Mexican, yeah, absolutely. The Mexican. Yes, my but buddy Leah Sam. Stop. Leah is non-stop. I, I bet can't you, keep up with him. I get five and they're it, all fire every <laughs> single one like it makes my day better every time i have a good thing one is it's like you you get the 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 instagram and then you get the facebook ones and then you get the tiktok ones and then you get like can we just get one messaging center to put all memes to for all media texter insta it, yeah it's uh it's getting dumb because then you forget about one of them and you're like you're 48 videos behind and then you feel like an asshole because you weren't in the mood that she was in when they sent the video, you know? So, like, you don't get it, you know? It's like... In the right context, this might have been great. I don't understand. <laughs> I used to have a large collection that I saved to my phone to show and share. You know, it would be really cool if I could hear you. I used to have a large collection that I shared <laughs> and saved this, to my phone. Is this you, awesome. your way of yeah. saying you would rather sit here with headphones on? Because we could get them. No. I can, right I can wire them over it to was, you. It was the nicest way ever to tell Kyle to stop talking. I'm just kidding. Why are we so mean to Kyle? He was on the ball today. He started, 
I was sitting over there smoking. He started setting up before I did. He was on it. And we switched our setup a little bit. I like it. Yeah, I I do too. We got to get even more comfy chairs than this, though. I I imagine uh, an excuse to go answer. For now. That's a good answer to the problem. We need, we need like a couple of like oversized lounge well, chairs. I'm an oversized human, okay? I mean, I'm so not like, dainty. I'm not lush, I'm a big fan of it. Fair. As, as you see, I touch both sides of this chair. So we are like 125 episodes into this thing. Yeah, that's a lot. It is a lot. That's a lot. So I Should thought we start, maybe, like, being well, professional? Uh, I mean, not necessarily, but we've had, it's, it's probably been a while since we've actually just had an episode where it's just like me and you talking about who we are and what and why, but That's you know, fair. the last, what, two months we've either been on the road or doing a recap yeah. from being on the road. Yeah. So, I mean, in the last, we've really only had a couple, what, two home-based episodes. Mm-hmm. Well, and then we had, we've had guests if we're, if we're all here and settled. So um, I think it's just been a while since we've talked about Roots. why. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, we sit and talk tattoos roughly, and we talk life, and we right. talk, like, art and life frustrations and like, feel, all the things. But I feel like, bad for the people that are catching the, the newer random episodes that don't get all the backstories, because you're right. Sometimes we go on little tangents that even most people, what? But what if you saw, that? yeah, if you've seen enough of the background stories, some of them make sense. Um but yeah, if you're joining us and you haven't been along for the the whole like the whole journey, Adventure. yeah, like well, it's what two years now? Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yep. Insane. I'd have to like sit and actually figure out when like the two the actual two year mark would be, but we're close. Yeah, we might have already passed it, to be honest. I think so. Um. I don't know. I remember, I remember the first few episodes, and I, I think I was on episode five, or episode six, like right at the beginning, and I was hooked. Like before we had you join, or when we had you join? Yeah, I was. It was like the fifth or sixth episode, and I was on for the first time. Yeah, and then it was like, you know what? And it was like, we need to have you. This is all the this time. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's like been brought to my talk. attention. I know we've mentioned it, but we need to get a plasma ball for here. We yeah. So once we get comfy chairs. Once we get a nice table, back in our old episodes, we used to have a plasma ball in the studio, and it was kind of like our thing to fidget with and play with, and, um, you know, sometimes we'd, like, unite our powers with it. Right before Christmas, I went on the We Need a Powerball Hunt, and I pulled up Amazon, and it was all a bunch of generic, mm-hmm. or they we'll had, like, one. a dragon with pewter, and it was like... We'll find one that's cool. It, I it, we'll probably find one that's like stuck on a shelf with some like lava lamps and Mm -hmm. other Mm -hmm. weird like do you remember do you remember those plates that you'd see at weird places like the mall that sold like custom furniture and they'd have those big discs that were like glass and then they'd have they were like flat but they had like lightning in them we even settle for something like that then no we need a plasma ball but we could get one of those for the background I don't know if we can settle for a lot of those. <laughs> in addition to. In addition to. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so we, I, I am a tattooer, but I'm also like a very passionate collector. Um, the last couple of years, I've been doing a lot of like dental stuff, so I haven't been getting tattooed, but that is coming to an end. 
and I will start getting tattooed again very soon. Um, I'm kind of working on like full coverage, like a, a complete bodysuit, except for my like throat and face. Um, Ben's working on a full bodysuit. We've got several friends and, you know, other artists around us that are working on bodysuits. And like, not that like the bodysuit is a goal for everybody, but everybody's collective goals are different. And that's kind of what a lot of the show is based on. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people aren't in it for the bodysuit. They want the family crest and they want a couple things that are heartfelt and that's it. And that's why a lot of the advice with where and placement, what you're getting in, in size and shape. Comes and how to, to find the right artist. Yeah, it all comes down to what your collection goals are. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to say when I got my first tattoo that I was like, fuck yeah, head to toe. Let's go. Because I didn't, I honestly didn't think it was going to be the circus it's become, I'll say. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, that's the beauty of art it's to each their own mm-hmm. and this is this is your ultimate canvas mm-hmm. now we used to say you only get one shot at doing it but it's not really that true that's anymore. actually one of the things i wanted to talk about <laughs> later on when we get to our instagram <laughs> uh our instagram pile of ideas that i've been uh stacking up because right. it's definitely not uh well you only got one yeah, i mean no. you do like there's so many different kinds of collectors now there are people that are on their second and third layer like my collection i don't think i'm gonna have multiple layers i'll probably go in over time and have colors beefed up then i'll have maintenance work done but like i don't imagine multiple layers i don't i think i need to complete like i'm not gonna blast over anything right i think i need to complete everything before i go back into more touch-ups Mm-hmm. I want to fill the blank spaces before I want to redo what I have at this point. Excuse me. Um, when Wes was getting his chops back, he was like, hey, let's let's touch some stuff up. And that was really cool. And it was really nice to see. Them. When you say Wes, who are you referring oh, to? Dan- Daniel. So Daniel Wesley, he <laughs> was on uh, a few episodes ago and if, probably again here real soon. Um, but is he joining would, us before Hell City? Uh, yeah, I think that Thursday, which might get sketch. Mm, we'll see if we can work it out. Maybe it'd be might, maybe it'd be yeah. great to have him help us. Well, he's he's flexible too. He's a good dude. I will figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. But I got to the point where I was like, man, this is this is cool, and it's really nice seeing everything come back to life and rejuvenating. But I've got I got blank space. Let's uh, let's do that. <laughs> let's do that instead. But I'm to the point now where it's like. As far as large surfaces go, I've only got a couple of spots left. Antsy. I know Antsy? it's not a race, but like, I'm ready to be done. Does that, is that bad to say? No, that's not bad at all. I haven't even started my belly yet and I'm already ready for it to be done. Like, I will always, like you're saying, get the trinket, get the maintenance, get the, you know, squeeze in. I, you know, I, I know that's going to happen. But I am ready to say the chunk of my collection is done. All the background on my torso is done. Armpits and the little weird filler on my chest is done. And just be, be, feel complete. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, right now, I feel like I'm a half painted car. 
that's a fantastic way to look you know, at it. Like you're like, just rolling around with the body filler yeah, and Bondo all like yeah. shouting at us. And and I am pasty white. So like when there's a gap, it's like, oh. you know, I, I am very thankful that I made the decision early on. Like even before I knew what I was going to do with my back, I knew my back piece was going to come all the way to my, the bottom of my butt cheeks. Mm-hmm. And like, even though I didn't have those decisions totally buttoned down, like I knew enough when Adam was working on my leg and kind of laying it out to say, Hey, I'd like to go from the hip down, but not the cheekies. Adam even looked me like dead in my soul and was like, why? (laughs) You know, when he does does hips, he like takes that whole, like the whole part of the body that you see, but I I didn't know for sure what I wanted to do with my back, but I knew that I wanted it to be cohesive all the way to the bottom of the cheekies. So when I told him that, he was like, okay. I was very thankful that Rich had over overscaled, we'll say, by like a touch of what his original thought was. Mm-hmm. And he did have to change a couple of things up from the old school as fuck five page stencil. <laughs> do you know what i mean like hey i made one the other together. day like yep. it was it was glorious it worked like charm but uh he was like i wasn't planning on it but this drops down past the waistline are you okay with that at first i was like i don't know man but i'm really glad i did because even if it wasn't full cheek coverage it really covers that like gap to give that illusion of full mm-hmm. Uh, waistband tuck in if you will <laughs> but i mean i've got cheek tattoos just not cohesive with the back piece so it's like the definition of a back piece has changed a little bit now there's yeah, like it's... an upper back piece or a full back piece um, you know even, when you think about the like areas of what people consider a back now so back pieces used to be boxes <laughs> on the ends like closer to the shoulder blades not this wrap around coming around to your your love handies and um up on the top of your shoulder like some people really be getting in the mix now all all up in the sauce and i i mean look at back pieces from the 90s they were literally boxes just yeah they just like stopped like four (laughs) inches above the belt line and then they'd stop like inside too one thing when i got my back done as I didn't realize, I mean, I know anatomy. I've seen a skeleton. I've seen human <laughs> bodies. Like, obviously, I know where all the pieces and parts are. But, like, first of all, nobody prepared me for the fact that 85% of the back is your ribs. Oh, yeah. You know how bad the ribs no. are not fun? No. <laughs> Never even. Uh, yeah, it murder. Do you it's know the parts of the back that aren't ribs? They don't get easier. It's a spine. They don't get it. It's the shoulder blades. It's a spine. It's all those like tendons and ligaments that attach to the spine. Yeah. It's your kidneys. Nobody told me. Little baby kidney punches. And I was all like, day. oh, there's going to be rough spots and there's going to be easy spots. No, it's weird because there's like rough spots and, and then there's worse. horrible spots. There's rough and fuck that. Oh, I wasn't prepared. I mean, I was. I had already gotten my chest done, at least started. Um, so like I had already. I think I think my worst session on my chest was worse than any session on my back still. 
Um, I was very fortunate to work with Rich on my back, who was very sympathetic. And we had a lot of <clears throat> no-numb sessions, don't get me wrong. But when we were in the sweet spots, like, he was very, uh, make sure your shit's numb. You know what I mean? Like, because I mean, a lot of my back piece is black on black on black on black. So it's 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 packed in there, you yeah. know? So um, he was very, like, leave the numbing in one spot and then wipe it as he goes and then work in a little area and put the saran wrap back down. He was very con, con, conscientious of, of that. And it, it made it a, a lot more tolerable. That and we just did, I honestly think we did my bag piece in like seven sessions, six sessions. They were. Yes. Ten. Brutal. Plus. Brutal days. I think the, the, the shortest one was ten. But like, yeah. Mm, we definitely had some long sessions on my back and it gets exhausting. It gets to the point where like, with any tattoo set with any long tattoo session i think there's like different walls that you hit just like an athlete right. who's running a marathon or you know you you have this you have the first wall of this really sucks i don't want to be here but i committed to it here i am <laughs> surrender that's your first yep. surrender like this sucks so bad and this is the dumbest thing i've ever done but i committed he committed we're here here we go that's the first one then you get to a point where you're just sitting through that, sitting through that, you know, you've committed and you're like, I'm over it. This sucks. Don't my, touch me. My body gives out. And then you go to another point of <laughs> surrender. And then it's like, well, nobody's ever died from this. And then you just keep gritting your teeth, knowing that nobody's ever died from this or whatever your internal thing is that gets you through that next wall. And then you hit the wall where it's your body. Yeah, the your first body. couple are mental. Uh, and then that that third one, and maybe it's a fourth or fifth wall for some people, but for me, it's like the third wall where it's literally physically like, experience, all right, so. I'm getting a little woozy. I need something to eat. I need a little break. And then we can get through the last part of this. I got to wrap my head around it. If you haven't been tattooed enough to have to push through those walls, the first time it's back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Oh, my God. The second time, it's a little less. The third time, it's a little less. The fifth marathon session, you're a pro. You've, you've realized how to and You go through the and, motions, but it still sucks oh, just as bad. But you're more mental. I'm, I'm thinking more mental. I'm physical. You understand a lot more that it's going to get better when he moves out of that spot. Yes, it sucks like right now because they're they're reworking the same area they've been in, but you're there for five, six hours. So they're moving out of that. You mm -hmm. get to start that mental all over again. Now we're working in a different area. It's a different kind of pain. Um, so like learning the flow of your artist too helps a lot. Knowing when they're dipping ink, knowing when they're um gonna take a breath, when they're leaning back, when they're taking their pauses is when you can wiggle your hip if you absolutely must mm -hmm. or you can take the deep breath and straighten your arm and i mean especially if you didn't come comfy a lot of our early episodes we talk about being prepared for your mm -hmm. uh, day and, and if, if you haven't taken the preparation to, to set yourself up for success 
like a lot of things are on you. Ben, what's up? Tell me, what does it mean to set yourself up for success when well, it comes to a tattoo session? I am a, I'm pretty soft, so I like things the easiest way possible, right? So I bring a pillow. <laughs> you know, depending on the area I'm getting tattooed, I'll bring a blanket. Um, and that's just like in-house stuff. I'll get uh you yeah, um, well, I mean, a lot of the times being prepared means having a full meal. It means uh coming hydrated, being hydrated the day before, and I mean like hydrate the day before because all that goes to your skin and your skin is easier to work with when it's well hydrated and when you're all soft and buttery your artist is like man this is real easy to do when you're all dehydrated and cracky your artist is like what the fuck i gotta break through your skin to do this i think people just have more stamina too when their body is happy and healthy you know I what mean, I mean? Like just in life. your muscles are happier, your yeah. brain's happier, your it's livers and relax. kidneys are happier. Yeah. It's crazy if you're all what pent up and eh, you're gonna sit like eh. Mm -hmm. If you got been all tense and fucking gross, you're gonna sit all tense and gross. Yeah, like the week book the whole week before I get tattooed, I usually try to be really mindful of uh what my body's gonna need because I know it's gonna be in recovery mode. Like I could we could have an easy session and I don't feel that beat up afterwards, but I try to prepare for like the most beat up. So I try to like take my vitamins. You're not getting trinket tattoos. Our standard session is, is way different than somebody that's new to the game. True. So like but if your body's got everything that it needs to start healing right away, whether absolutely. it's a little tattoo or a huge tattoo, you can cut your heal time in half just by making sure your body has what it needs to repair itself. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but your body knows what to do. You take care of it and it does its thing. Um, like, it, that was a hard thing to stress to people showing up, like just slammed a cheeseburger and, and, a, and a giant soda. And they wonder why in 45 minutes to an hour, they're sluggish and tired and falling out and sugar dropping. And, and if they would have thought about a sensible meal before and had a good breakfast and brought a snack and yeah. not pumped themselves up full of fucking carbs and sugar right before. So one of the things about my myself personally, I have to prepare in the days upcoming because like, let's say my appointment starts at 10 a.m. You know, I eat like a bird in the morning. Right. So it's just not going to happen. And if I overeat, then I've, I've got an upset stomach yep. or I get the hiccups. Have you ever gotten tattooed with the hiccups? Uh, no, it's incredibly inconvenient. Heaven forbid. You, but I do. Bubble guts. Oh, I don't want that either. I but mean, I do, since I know I don't eat breakfast, I communicate with my artists and say, hey, I've only had coffee and water today. And then I get lectured, but then I say, hey, look, I brought these Welch's fruit snacks. I've got grape and strawberry. I got banana chips. And then I like just list like all the like muffins and like right. the, the healthy, like Healthier. replenishing snacks yeah. for the day. You know, I instead of stopping and getting something greasy and fast because I don't usually eat breakfast, I kind of stick with my regular routine. But I have those good snacks there with me that I can be eating the whole time I'm right. getting tattooed. So for me, that works really well. So I'm not saying like if, if your routine isn't to do that, don't go way out of routine, but be conscious and be mindful that your body is going to be in recovery mode yeah. for at least a week after. Well, that, that goes with uh, 
planning your day the next day and your week the next week. I mean, obviously, most tattoos are going to heal three, five days to where they can be handled normally. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, you don't want to plan a beach vacation a day after, or you don't want to have a swimathon the day after, or, um, you know, where I'm at you know sunbathing common sense it's 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 not really don't expose it to more damage well we're trying to make it common right that's that's why we're saying it because it's not no Uh, sunburn but that's why we do this because a lot of times some people think oh shit you're right maybe i shouldn't sunburn my arm right after i got it tattooed Hmm. i told somebody to cover their tattoo if they were going to be in the sun and this has been a while i've adjusted my wording since then and they sprayed sunblock on a one-day-old tattoo. Uh, like, I did it the day before. And they were like, do you think it messed anything up? I was like, oh, yeah. 100%. Like, you can't put those chemicals on there and expect this thing to heal nicely. You're supposed to keep that out of open wounds. I meant, like, cover it, like, with a tissue t-shirt or, you know, the long-sleeve hiking shirts armor. that are, like... <laughs> I meant cover it, protect it from the sun. Not so now I actually say, like, if you're driving anywhere, you know how I've always got like a lightweight jacket in my yep. backpack? Yeah. That's because sometimes I don't have the convenience to be able to stop and spray myself. So I either need a long sleeve t shirt, like just a cotton t shirt, all the time because I'm super duper pale and I sunburn, like, without even trying by accident. So when you're like freshly injured from a tattoo you need to be mindful and protect all of that area so i actually like reworded how i give instructions and it's like make sure you cover this with a sleeve like don't spray it don't do those things just let it heal and keep it covered and protected if you're going to be in the sun luckily aftercare has come a really long way and there's lots of different options that work with lots of different skin types that you can find something to safely cover so you can wear a long sleeve and or find a bandage that will block it from the sun. Uh, we've got waterproof sanitarm and, and dermal uh, like layers. Do you ever wear shorts when you drive? Uh, no. Not in the winter Yes, time. I wear shorts. So, okay, imagine being as pasty as I am. My arms are a little freckly, so they can tolerate some sun, but my legs can't tolerate any. So there's this other problem when I'm driving. I'll like have sun beating down on a knee, on a knee. one knee, uh-huh. <laughs> all the radiation of the entire universe on one uh-huh. knee. And so that- I always have like a hoodie or a couple of hoodies in my vehicle. And half the time I'm actually covering my legs with them. So like now you know why the I'm caddy's protecting, <laughs> I'm protecting my tattoos as well as protecting myself from the sunburn. But right. when it comes to like, longevity of a tattoo keep it out of the sun but when it comes to a fresh tattoo especially keep it out of the sun that skin has been damaged it doesn't have the ability to protect itself well you touched on it earlier sun and chemicals that means the pool that means sunblock that means lotions with anything other than water as the main ingredient stay away from that stuff for a week yeah hard people yeah if you had another injury if you if you fell down and you scraped your knee from your knee to Which your is ankle, more of an abrasion <laughs> than a tattoo would be. Would you be doing all the silly things like jumping in ponds and well, jumping in hot tubs? And... Probably because my skin picture isn't healing underneath of it. 
but I get your drift. <laughs> I'm just saying health-wise, health health would wise, you do those things no, to, that would potentially infect or irritate another injury? No. no. Then why would you do that for a tattoo? Because we're dumb. Like if you had skin that was just spicy hot, you're like, oh, no, don't touch. Well, when you get a new tattoo, you're like rolling in the mud with the hog. <laughs> not you. Not you. When I say you, I mean the, you know, I, the person who doesn't understand <laughs> what they're doing. I remember early collecting um i got two pretty small trinket tattoos i mean they were both under 45 minutes and then got my ribs done from my armpit to my hip and early in collecting you don't think about fuck i gotta work in two days so i am the next night at work and had just had a major color session you're sweating all over it not only am i sweating it all over i was a cook so like it's just gross i leaned over into the cooler and i'm like we had like prep boards little half delphi coolers and i was leaned over getting something out of here my boss comes by and it was not hard but to me it could have been fucking milnor he just was like good job and like i think he went to hit me on the back but didn't and hit that like rib back fucking finger shot eric and i just i about died um, i about died and it's not like he did it on purpose I was, there's no hate there but again if i wouldn't have been at work if i'd have been mindful of oh shit i'm about to put myself into this semi-traumatic situation uh, maybe i should take the day off when i got nope. my ribs done so when i got my first ribs done i was still uh working at the sign shop and then in the evenings i was bartending so i was doing both so i even had a strategy to protect myself it did not work it It was false um when i bartended i either wore like our bars shirt or i had like these nice thick white t-shirts because i worked at a sign shop so i could get the hanes beefy tees that fit me just perfect at the time and i'd double them up so I'd wear two of them because I was healing extra protection. They were like were comfortably snug to me. Perfect. You do you know what I didn't ca- like count on? What I didn't plan for? People. Yeah, I didn't like hugs. I don't know how many people wanted to hug me for the next three days. I don't think I had that many customers that came into the bar ever want to hug me, but everybody wanted to hug me. And when I was like, "Eh," they would like feelings hurt. I'd be like, I just got tattooed. I just don't want touch. Like I usually don't want touched anyways, but it's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You really don't know this isn't my thing. I'm more of a high five. Yeah. Yes, I am. A wave. I Wait, am a high fiver. I really do like a high five as a greeting. It says all there needs to be said without a whole conversation. When you high five somebody, first of all, they know you're happy to see them. Yep. And when they high five you back, they're happy that you were happy to see them. You're you both happier. You had a hello and a goodbye that was friendly. A whole conversation happened Just in that touch. Bam. So have you ever heard oh, the enthusiastic hello theory? Tell me. The enthusiastic hello theory? Mm-mm. Okay, so if you are, let's say, a person in a position of leadership and you deal with a group of people all the time, a fast way to build loyalty and to build camaraderie, to build uh, a passion, to build a drive Mm -hmm. is to enthusiastically greet someone especially the first time you see them 
but every time you see them, okay? It really matters on the first one. So if you walk into work and you legitimately get, hey, Fawn, good morning. Like, I'm glad you're here. Like, how was your night? Did you do anything cool? And you get that moment of true, honest excitement to see someone, intention of connection. I do, I do like being greeted like that. Absolutely. The world stops. Fawn's here. <laughs> so if you do that consistently with people, mm-hmm. it builds a chemical dopamine drop when they see you. Hmm. they are anticipating that enthusiastic hello don't fucking let them down this is a this is a way of life you can't you can't stop it once you start it because people will be set bro we used to do secret handshake every morning the fuck is this shit you have to be consistent but in what you're doing is you're creating that i don't know why i want to be here but there's something i am seeking Hmm. every morning now for a physiological dopamine drop of a greeting And that's all it is because it builds worth, builds excitement, builds anticipation. It builds, I want to be here for that moment. And I'm not saying Hmm. your whole crew is going to be pumped and their life's going to be fucking cherries because you said good morning to them. Mm -hmm. But it's an easy way to start that first, like, our day is, what's happening? It's just telling us to update the internal camera. It's okay. It's all right. Um, so like it's it's a good way to start that first bond of a crew. Hmm. And when you get in the habit of projecting that excitement, you build that excitement in other people. Mm-hmm. So now the expectation of them to greet other people is the same. You now are expecting them when they see their workstation buddy to be like, what's up workstation buddy? Let's fucking do this. Hmm. Now you have a pumped crew that's excited to see each other, be around each other. You've ex- you've literally raised their level of self. Their their blood's pumping, their energy's moving, their hands are now been moving, they're high-fiving, they're talking, they're being loud, they're talking from the diaphragm, which wakes your whole fucking system up. And if you continue that pattern, you build that happy to see you. And huh, I've never thought about it like that. Like a lot of times, you know how like I enter the room and I like and I just try to like enter like a ninja. Like I try to just sneak in as unnoticed as possible. But like um, but I mean, huh. And I'm not saying it makes me want to reevaluate how I enter the room. So this it's funny that this comes up because just a little bit ago earlier today, one of my coworkers approached me while I was getting my coffee and he was like, Hey, did I do something wrong? Like basically, this is the nutshell of the conversation. And I was like, No, he's like, We always just walk right by. I was like, I was just trying to be polite and not kill your flow. You're doing your thing, buddy. Yeah. So it's like, hmm, maybe I should be a little bit more like. Because, you know, I'm excited to see everybody when I see them, but I'm very much a, like, let me just scoot through here and not interrupt anything, you know? Why do you think people love dogs so much? Who is the one person happy all that the is time. always fucking pumped to see you? You walk in the house with dogs like, what's up, motherfucker? And you love that. It's so funny that this conversation happened just moments before we went live and this comes up because like I was already like, huh, I wonder I what just, I could do differently I could to not get your, that vibe. I can sense your soul. Hmm. We, uh, yeah. We yeah, sing we the just same like, no, I'm just trying time. to like not like interrupt your vibe. That's Great. all. 
Well, and it's it 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 builds this like what's the right word culture almost as well at the same time. Um, and you can tell when someone's vibes off. <laughs> You're not what? I just came to high five you and you are in a funk. Yeah, there are some people that I definitely have learned to wait for them to greet me. And there are some people where it's like, oh, hey, what's up, weirdo? So if you have built that in that level of communication with everybody all the time, somebody comes in a bad mood, you know. Somebody comes in with a real life problem, you know. Somebody comes in less than perfect, Mm -hmm. which is all of us every day. Mm -hmm. You're the first one to know, first one to see, and they have to fake it through you first. So if if you build that, you almost get a person check every interaction, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll weed out the humbugs real fast. If you can't take a good morning, you can't. If you can't smile back when somebody's enthusiastic on. and happy about yeah. you or happy about life, that's I'm a fair. Cheesy in my description. You don't have to be super over the top. It just needs to be genuine and happy. Hmm. And, and it's enough to it's enough to change the whole culture of the place. Hmm. You know who came up with that? Tell me. Napoleon Hill. I thought you were gonna say Napoleon Dynamite. Dynamite. <laughs> Napoleon Hill is uh thinking grow rich. It's uh the guy that studied the most successful men in America at the turn of the century. So okay. the, uh, uh, Carnegie, the, uh, you know, all those people. Hmm. And this is a guy that sat back and studied what made these people successful and then essentially wrote a how-to guide to live successfully and build a successful mindset and business. But it's like OG as fuck. Hey, you know, I'm all about OG manners and things like that. It's just funny that we got on this topic today. Well, it's weird because now you'll listen to a lot of like business coaches and a lot of like life planning people and a lot of people that are um, building these uh, platforms Mm -hmm. for businesses. And it's all based on the same like principles that were from the. So it's weird. Hmm. It's weird to me. And I, I mean, I, I read that stuff younger and probably didn't grasp as much of it as I thought I did. And when I, I reread it in my early 20s, it was like, oh, this is applicable to a lot of things. And it has a lot of, it was like early forms of manifestation, early forms of uh, positive reinforcement, early forms of using your community mind and things along those lines that now people look at as woo-woo or whatever you want to call it. And and really it was smart practice then. So Hmm. it's, it's kind of funny to watch even just like business coaching trends turn full circle and be back to that genuine connection. Hmm. You got me thinking. I'm sorry. No, it's good. It's not bad. (laughs) I was just thinking about like just some early like work ethic things that were kind of instilled in me that have like crossed over. And I wonder if they weren't from like some of those ways of thinking. Well, like, first of all, no matter what kind of position you're in, don't ask somebody to do something you wouldn't be willing to do yourself. Yep. Like, it's easy enough. 
Yeah, that's one of those things. Like if we were to talk about like tattoo apprenticeships, that's the difference between a good mentor and a bad mentor. A good mentor is just going to make you do all the garbage they don't feel like doing. A good mentor is going to do it, show you how to do it, teach you how to do it, and then you're going to do it. Everything from sweeping and mopping the floor to scrubbing the tubes to like a good mentor is going to do it and teach you the best way to do it. A bad mentor is going to make you struggle. You know? Like, and, and and most people don't even realize that a lot of times like um that's how they came up i've had several bosses yeah i've had even, bad even bosses even, i've had good bosses not even just in tattooing just i've like, had bad teachers i've had right. great teachers here's the info fumble through it till you get it right that's what i had to do that's what you're gonna do and that doesn't that doesn't work for everybody but wait a second didn't you get the job to give me the shortcuts that <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I got deep. Real fast. Sorry. It's funny how that happens. Sorry. You have, Sorry. Hey, if you're joining us for the first time, we, we have what we call rabbit hole conversations. Uh, but I mean, that's kind of what we do. And that, that's that that mindset and that business drive and that that lifestyle is applicable to tattooing. It's applicable to making yourself happy. Mm -hmm. It's applicable to living a successful home life because it's all about maintaining positive mental attitude and how to stay inside of your zone of genius for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And all that's what all the old timey stuff's about. And if you don't know, ask for fucking help, find an expert in the field and listen. Mm -hmm. But the most successful businesses weren't about having the smartest man in charge. It was about having the smartest man hiring the smartest guy for the job right i don't need to be the best welder on the crew i don't you need to be need the to... West, best plumber on the crew i need the best welder and i need the best plumber do you see the difference like mm -hmm. if you're building that's a why team, we've got kyle exactly. i can't push those buttons no, the way he does he's the button pusher so but it's it's and realizing and and sometimes knowing that that broad spectrum you're not the best person for the job but delegated to someone that is, that's different. <laughs> yes, I agree. Your boss should be able to do your job, but there's there's some things that get multifaceted. That so back to like when I was managing and doing other things <clears throat> of that nature, when I was working at uh, one of the stores at the mall, we had a pretty decent team of girls under us and I'm still like in touch with a lot of them, which is kind of cool. And I think that speaks about the relationship I had with them as like a boss, but um first of all whether you work for me or i work for you i still call you my coworker. Mm -hmm. we work together we, yes we work together we, um but when it would come time to delegating things i knew i just heard people arguing over whose turn it was to clean the bathrooms and like as soon as i noticed that that was immediately an issue it was just like okay well i'll just do that every time i'll delegate everything else and i'll clean the bathroom and then i'll get to my paperwork I don't mind cleaning bathrooms. Like it's a weird thing that I don't mind doing. Right. Like well, clean you, up you, afterwards. You but human, uh, oh, this was before I tattooed. Yeah, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, it, um, it was just that uh, that thing that was instilled in me not to ask somebody to do anything you wouldn't be willing to do. Everybody else hated that job, so I just eliminated it from them bickering. I did it. They knew that I wasn't beneath doing the same things I was asking them to do at the same time, though. I'm doing the job they didn't want to do to begin with. Right. So there's nothing. I'm going to do the hard stuff. You guys pick up after me. Boom. So I was 
when I was a chef, it, I always gave my list first. All right, guys, I worked. We had a, the place I worked had a banquet hall and a restaurant, so the line ran. Plus, we ran banquets, so there was nights that that kitchen, fucking madhouse. Mm -hmm. Two completely separate, two separate teams of chef, two separate teams of prep, two separate teams of everything. And the easiest way to get everybody on the same page was to be like, "Hey." obviously we did a separate side so you could be your own but hey banquet side this is the menu i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing this and when you point out all the big boy stuff and go y'all fill in the cracks <laughs> it made it easier for them to be like i have filled in the crack how can i help you mm -hmm. And it changed the drive from you gave me sauces, bro. I'm going to make these sauces in 10 minutes. <laughs> it, it was another way to really weed people out. Mm -hmm. They knew I was overloaded, but I'll get it done. If you have the, the gumption to do your job and then step up, I'll give you more. Hmm. That's just so funny. There's all of these like, you know, workspace attitude things I've thought of and considered and, you know leadership roles how to delegate how to be a team player this that and the other and I, it never really occurred to me what a difference the greeting is because i've always just been like a slide in through the side door like a ninja kind of person you know my, my again I, I keep going back to when i was a chef because that's when i had the most crew um ever of any job mm -hmm. i've ever had um and my like say just like you said my, I, I can get on the phone right now call half of them i bet you they'd show up you know, like uh -huh. we, we were tight. We were real tight. And it was because it was mutual, just like you're saying, we are doing this tonight. Not you guys are doing this. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to go sit in my office. We are in this. And if you stepped into that, I'm in front of you. It's easier to have people follow as opposed to, all right, guys, I'm going to push you all to do this. And I'll catch what, what doesn't get done. Mm -hmm which is what most management style is, your job is to go do all the hard stuff and I'm going to stand behind you. Another thing is, is back onto that, that topic. I usually tend to be of the personality type that like, if there's going to be something dangerous, like, let me do this. <laughs> let Just let me do it. Cause like, that's, that's I can't stand the, by and let somebody else get hurt. <laughs> Safety first, then teamwork. Um, like I might step up to the plate to do the heavy things. I might do those things, but I'd rather put myself in a sticky position than anybody else. Also, I'd rather know it's done correctly. If it's the hard job, if it's the dangerous job, if it's there the was weird one thing, time, I'd rather just do it myself and, and have the peace of mind of it being done correctly. There's this one time the intern and I were helping lift a heavy printer. <laughs> uh -huh. I noticed. I noticed <laughs> upon noticing that Kyle did not know how to lift with his legs. I was like, I'll take that underneath. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take the brunt of this because I know what my thighs are capable of. Right. Um, I worked at a, was a maintenance tech machine check. We were at hyperspace, by oh, the nice. way. We were helping Guy move his new uh, printer upstairs. Jesus. So it was a really big deal. And we had, Guy has this beautiful hand carved, beautiful hand braille that's like 
stained beautifully bright color and the opening that we've got to get this printer through is like this big (laughs) by this big and we've got four full-size human beings trying to do this guy has a hurt shoulder at the time and nobody wants to be around when guy Aitchison gets hurt first of all so you got me Kyle Lauren all like we had to figure out how to get this printer up there because like if we didn't guy would have hurt himself doing it man Oh, but I was uh, some machine tech maintenance guy at a t-shirt printing shop for a couple of years, and they they made us lead the safety team because that meant when someone needed to hang off the pole, strapped on with a sweatshirt tied around their waist into the pole, leaning all the way over, drilling holes into it. It was the people on the safety team doing it. And it was like, no, no, you guys stay safe. We'll handle the sketchy shit. So they're like, yeah, teach. Uh, we had to do uh, fire extinguisher training one day. Awesome. But if we're going to do it, that means people need to extinguish fires. So who had to make 13 individual fires that day? So, so you guys can be safe. I had to do some sketchy shit. I'm glad it was the same with handgun training. Do you know how many times I was like, stop, 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 stop. cease fire. It's almost like you get the premonition of the accident before it happens. And it's like a meltdown. Like, no, 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 something bad's going to happen. And it's really hard to explain. Like, no, I saw it. Yep. This yep. will happen if we stop. We're on range. I'm helping instruct a class that. M is going through. She is online with 15 other people. It was the largest class we ever did. And I hear a gun misfire. I didn't know it was hers. I yelled ceasefire. Everybody stopped shooting. I was like, everybody check your guns. Like everybody, right? So everybody's do to do to do to do. And she goes and pulls back and the full route flies out with the dent in the back of it. I'm like, there it is. So I didn't even know whose it was, but heard it, stopped the whole thing. And it ended up being she jammed. It had a misfire mm-hmm. and it squib loaded. It put a round in the barrel. If she would have fired again, it would have uh, exploded. exploded in her fucking hand. I didn't know it was hers. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All I heard was the, the half round. The, the incomplete sound. Bro, it was the scariest fucking thing of, of all times. But again, I had to be the one to do the sketchy thing and 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 yell at a bunch of people shooting guns. <laughs> like, this is stop now. So other sketchy stuff did I have. It's almost like my calling in life. I'm just kidding. To prevent the sketchy stuff? Yeah. Roof inspecting. Okay. Through roof sales. Mm-hmm. Hey, that roof's fucked up. Go climb up there and take pictures. That was our job. Oh, you want me to get on this 15-year-old deteriorating wind-damaged roof? Cool. Um, strap, strap me in. Do I get a down payment on this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, we haven't even done business yet. I have to do this to get your business. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sketchy shit. Mm-hmm. Man. Anyway, tattoo stuff. 
So one of the things that we've said we were going to talk about, but we haven't really talked, we talk about it all the time, but we haven't really talked about your progress much. Has your snail tattoos been? Well, I mean, it doesn't really need to be like a whole public thing, does it? It's fine. I just, we need to make it known that this is happening. It is going. The ball is rolling. The ball is rolling. Um, I have acquired some fake skin and some lint equipment. And uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've been going at it for the past couple of weeks. It is totally work different working into the synthetic skin. Yeah. Because I think if I wouldn't have already had a little bit of experience being in skin doing the removal, that I would be discouraged by I could the see fake that. skin. Mm-hmm. But have I you just, tattooed any fruit yet? No, no, yet. Oh, let's do that. Man, I, mean, I should have brought some little cuties in. I mean, How about next week? We're going to sit here and tattoo some fruit together. Okay. Can we do that? Yep, we'll do some absolutely. like simple little like. Absolutely. Maybe like, you know, a 2004 nautical star. Fuck yes. All right. Yeah. We could, go, we could go get some old derb flash out. Okay. Do some derb flash um, on air. That'd be kind of cool. cool. Do something different. Kyle, you want to tattoo with us next tomorrow, next week? Hmm. That could be a fun thing. We'll show you. Overhead camps. Get ready. Hmm. I think we could do that with this tripod here. HC's got an arm. We'll make it work. <laughs> we'll have make to do it some work. prep. Anyway. Yeah. So we're going to be coming at you live, tattooing some citrus groups. It's uh-huh. actually like I've tattooed thousands of people. I've tattooed limbs. I've tattooed torsos. I've tattooed noggins. Nothing is the same. Like fruit is not the same. Synthetic skin is right. not the same. The principle is the same. My thought is I was learning to, I've, I've learned to manipulate skin. I've learned how to stretch. I've learned how to open it up. I've learned how to. So my my thing is, is now I need to learn the equipment. The equipment is different mm-hmm. and I need to hone art. I'm not, I've never been like naturally artistic. I did freehand draw a snail the other day that you would probably honestly be like, yeah. Yeah, that's if that's it. how it's going to be. That's that's, it's going to be like yeah. not working, not working, not working. Bam, look what I can do. And then you step it up again. Not to be like a tattoo. I'm just trying to do some jammers for fun. It's okay. I want, I want to say I've done it. I honestly just want to be able to take deposits when people stop me in the fucking grocery store and ask me if I'm a tattooer. And I can be like, yeah. You know what I do? Snails. You want to leave a deposit? Cash at me. Boom. I'm with it. Oh, you didn't know I only did one tattoo? It is this snail. No, you get this snail. You you don't want this snail? All right, bye. What if, (laughs) hear me out then. Hear me out. If you're only going to do one snail, what if we come up with a flip book version of a snail. So everybody gets the same exact snail, but it's just the tiniest little bit different. I have a flip book tattoo, but I hear you. I, I think, yes, I hear you hundred percent, but we're going to need consistency in size. to make. I was going to say work. it would have to be like, this size the size of a business card or maybe 
half a business card. That's an itty bitty little baby snail. Right. Well, I think the size of a business card would be appropriate. I've been doing yay big. Oh, you want to do big, like a size no, of a baseball card? That's just how I've been practicing. I'm with it. That's just how I've been practicing. I'm with it, Ben. And then as the flipbook snail progresses along his journey, he can become he more and more, more realistic. Yeah. He starts off like a little yes, kid cartoon. Like Joe Silverstein my, version of a snail. My, and then by the time he's done, he's all majestic as fuck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. I tell you what, if you design it, <laughs> I can't do that. Let's make it happen. All right. We just need the line drawing. And you it know can be I, squibbly all the way to fine details, and then we'll take that detailed one and little by little add color and realism tricks. It could even go through different phases and different periods of art. You could go to realism, well, was, and then you could simplify kinda, it where it's just like three lines for the shell and a bloop. Yep. Um, that was kind of the intention anyway was to use the same stencil and, and add to it. Slowly. We could just make all the stencils right off the rip and you just go through them but one by one by one. To make it move, we would only really need to do one ripple in the front line of where the snail is. Look at you thinking like an animator. And if you just move that ripple and move background, uh -huh. That way the snails the there same. There could be like a little mushroom that goes by and the mushroom could evolve to plants and then it could turn into like a city off in the background. And that give us another area to improve in. So the background can start as blue sky, brown grass. You know what I mean? <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, row, row, row. Chrome snail. Chrome snail. <laughs> um, you get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. That was the the original idea was to to run the same stencil and improve 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 on the same one. Yep, we um, could have a little story along with it. Have you seen that video where they're like, it's like all the Bob Ross's paintings, but somebody stacked them, so it's like he wasn't painting they, a picture; he was they, painting a journey. On a journey to where? It's different climates. What like are we hiking? Like what's going on that there's you know we're in snow <laughs> and then we're not and then you know it's fall. California. You know one of the things that I always loved about Bob Ross when I was a kid, I hated that he used stencils because I didn't have a stencil to use. I don't really hate it. It was just like ah, oh, cheat. That's I can't do that. I'm five. But now it's kind of like. But one of the things that I yeah. loved is he'd like. He paint these beautiful landscapes, the mountains off in the distance, the purple mountain majesty, wheat fields, pond, reflecting pool. And he'd be like, isn't that nice? And then out of nowhere, he'd grab that black and he'd be like, big oh, tree. Right down the middle. I tell you what, that is having, having gotta the, be a little bit bold. Yeah. Having the gumption, the gumption, having the gumption to just take something beautiful and just put a huge black mark through it, having faith that that wasn't ruining it, but making it better and adding a whole nother layer. I don't know if I'd be the same kind of artist if I didn't see that stuff when I was a little he, kid. He, hmm. he really did a lot of playing with foreground. I just started uh, a landscape tattoo yesterday. <laughs> this is special to my mind. Yeah, it's a it's actual actual 
a scene from Yosemite National Park that we kind of like deconstructed and reconstructed to be asleep. Fine. Ben, Fine. tell me your ideas. Now, <laughs> bunny trail. Got to show other like top level hammock nerds my fucking landscape hammock tattoo. And homie geeked out. He was like, that fucking smooth. <laughs> and I was like, you know what, bro? I know this chick. <laughs> for those of you that are just joining us for the first time while we're reintroducing ourselves, um, Ben likes to play in the woods. I sleep outside. He, yeah, he likes sleeping under the stars. He's a hammock guy. It's pretty cool. So that's what we talk about sometimes. Sorry, but yes, I was at the hammock manufacturer <laughs> picking up my gear and <laughs> ran into the owner and I think the head designer. Did you say you had a Red Bull that I had do. my name on it? It has your name on it. Um, and ended up not only hammocky nerding out with him, but tattoo nerding out with him. And I, when I showed him what we're working on, homie's jaw dropped. That makes me feel good. I know there's not a lot of like hmm, surreal nature tattoos out, tattooers out there. There's a few of us, but not a lot. Ye like using the realism tricks, but playing with colors and. Well, even just that wall, wall saturation of color and the layer and the fade and the the use of light, like it's like painting. Like when you give me the freedom to to well, paint, it's it's a lot of the oil painting principles that I'm applying. That's the word he used as well. He was like, "Move something like that, that painting, like landscapes." And I was like, "Homie, here I am." Not only let me show you exactly what you're talking about, but let me show you the other reason I'm here. It's a picture of a hammock. And yeah, I'm the coolest guy ever. <laughs> <laughs> it really gave me like a, you want a hammock tattoo now, don't you? But that was a lot of fun. And they said they were going to listen. So if you're listening, hi. It's like when I nerd out with bike nerds. Yep. Like, you can't have that conversation with anybody else. Wes and I really haven't had that conversation yet. But like, oh, it'll happen. Well, even though been here, but like, yeah, like, I've yeah. been on the road all the times. But like, even the bike that you have mm -hmm. that you've long term borrowed, which is totally fine. Like, even though that's only a thousand, which is a low end Trek frame, if you were to start looking at the upgrades that I've put right. on it over the years, right. he'd be like, "Wait a second, wait that a bladed spoke. <laughs> what is that doing there?" Oh, and he could be he like. That wheel is worth more than the whole rest of the bike. What is that doing there? Well, he had a bike fitting shop that sold ridiculously high-end bikes. Yeah, I think I'm going to need another bike this summer, probably. Stacking them up. Stacking them up. Yeah, but I probably won't get a new one this time. I don't know. Maybe I will. I did work at a bike shop for years. Oh, and Let's talk to Wes before you buy anything. I'm I'm a solid 58 centimeter frame. Oh, um, Betsy's exactly your same size. <laughs> Talk to us. Well, <laughs> like, like the one you have is a 60, and that one I have to have the seat like all the way down. I get like a centimeter of play on the seat. I really like that one. It rides right. It is comfy, isn't it? Um, Lily hit me yesterday with the, "Can we take the cart on the bike and go to the park again?" Mm -hmm. 
it goes. It's crazy how with like a nice bike, and I don't mean my mine are kind of outdated now, they're older, nice. but like with a nice bike, you can go miles and it doesn't even feel like you've done anything except like just see the world. Yeah, the park's about three miles from the house. I just feel like so it's not crazy. I feel like you get that like you get the gratification that you would get from running without beating your body up so much. You can um, cover so much more ground so much more quickly. And then you can always knees. you can always come home leisurely, you know? Right. Does, do you think cycling helps your knees or hurts your That's knees? In, par in comparison to running, absolutely. Good. There's zero impact. Well, there's not zero, but there's way less impact on a bicycle. Uh, if My 270-pound butt smacking the pavement every time. Maybe next time I'm over, we'll take a minute and I'll adjust that to fit you a little bit better because we never did that i mean we moved the seat around a little bit but it feels good we wrong <laughs> i mean, I mean you know more than i do i'm just happy the pedals turn so it's it's funny it's funny how how much of a precision machine a bicycle is well and that's what wes's point in the bike fitting industry was was aligning your body for peak performance is what makes the bikes mechanically sound it's i love leverage. fitting the racing yeah. riders with he had uh, the machine that you put the nodes on the person and let, like oh, was, we didn't have all that i actually yeah, like measured and fitted and adjusted yeah, and he, fitted he and, was crazy nuts with it he was one of like four people with this machine so another bunny fucking trail but yeah Oops. The hydraulic brakes were always over my head. I didn't trust myself with them. I was like, mm, let's call Mark for this. Uh, Closed close loop stuff's weird. Like, He's like, it's just like bleeding brakes. I'm yeah. like, I know, but like. Closed loop uh, stuff is weird. Do they want them like barely touch them do they want to have a squeeze like how does this rider like their bike because i like mine you barely touch it and you're gonna stop right now for the first time i got on the bike I yeah i'm very to, just like to do like i'm used to very light with my fingers my hands you can on. adjust that feel free no it's cool it's Don't easy. Think, i just had to change where i put my hands it's all I laid my fat fucking paws on the top. It was like, Ooh. it wasn't a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'll like on the the front horn that comes forward, uh, I can just do everything from like my index finger and my like it's all just so touch. <laughs> Most people don't keep their bikes that precise, but that means I have to keep my wheels very true as well because I have like no tolerance. Don't hit curves. Oh, I'll jump them. Don't hit curves. <laughs> Okay, Tell don't I got they've got nice wheels on them. That's why I'm paranoid. That's why I'm always purpose. I'm always paranoid about like throwing a chain on my bike and tying it out somewhere because it's like, man, if I came out and somebody even just took a part off of this, like the seat is a couple hundred bucks to replace. The wheels are each a couple to seven hundred bucks to replace, plus the tires and tubes. That you know how much Kevlar is. You know how many motorcycle helmets have walked off from a motorcycle? I feel it. That 350 bucks a pop fortunately i drive a van so i can always fit my bicycles inside nice and usually if i'm riding around town i just bring my bike in and don't ask permission but forgiveness <laughs> later oops you don't have a sign that says no bicycles mm. very rarely does anybody say anything about it but it's obvious that it's not like it and also the difference when somebody shows up and they've actually got like cycling shorts on. 
usually that just kind of gives a different impression like right. oh that ain't a low life <laughs> right 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 you're doing this like that weirdo ain't a little life but they live different he doesn't live (laughs) you know how one time you and i were having a conversation like we talked about different like tribes of people and different (laughs) groups of people that are a little (laughs) bit different like tattoo people are definitely a a tribe we were talking about climbers right yeah (laughs) every rock back here is cracking up every rock climber (laughs) i have ever met or any person that has told me they're getting into rock climbing has either been batshit crazy, were going batshit crazy, had once been batshit crazy, and now climbing has made them even more batshit crazy. I have never met a normal motherfucking human being that's like, you know what I'm really into? Climbing that chalk, climbing that wall, bro. Like, that's my shit. Just gotta send that V5, bro. See? No problem. Like I said, he's been doing it for a week, and he already sounds... Like, I've been what? doing it for a year. I too. feel like cyclists are kind of the same. And cyclists are okay. So my experience with cyclists are triathletes. So not just cyclists, but the crazy fucking cyclists. How many of them had their real teeth? <laughs> many of them. What's funny is that the difference. They had a dentist on their and hockey players. They had a dentist on their crew, and I was laughing. I was like, so how many how many teeth on, on the team have you replaced? And he was like... To loop back to the beginning of the show, when I said I hadn't been getting tattooed the last two years Ain't because I was expensive. getting dental stuff done, because I was actually in a bike wreck on a road bike when I was 17, 16, 16 or 17. So we started this giant fucking bunny trail with why we do this show, and the freedom to have these bunny trails be completely non-relevant have always been a part of it. <laughs> and if you listen to... We somehow loop back, though. That's, I was trying to right now. We somehow. <laughs> no, but like, we, we've always just had these just goddamn rants from nowhere <laughs> that go in these, like... The, the the weird pocket information that's come out on this show is, is insane to me. Um, but it's fun. It's funny because you and I are both actually like incredibly private people. Right. But if you were to sit and listen, <laughs> listen to all of these just stacked up, you'd be like, huh, oh, that makes sense now. I have exposed more of my life on these cameras than to my therapist. Does your therapist uh, watch the show? I specifically told her not to. Um, <laughs> I don't need that kind of fucking shame in my life. Are you kidding me? No, she's, she's rad. She probably has seen it. Um, I don't. I don't know because I don't ask if that makes sense. I don't ask if anybody I know watches because the rejection of no. no. I'm just kidding. But like, I don't. I don't then have to go through the process of. Oh, this is what it is. This is what we do. Blah, blah, blah. Most people that care enough to know me know what the show is. So, like, keeps. Um, what was the point? What we, we looping back? Oh well, I was trying, and then like, we started <laughs> Lost talking about it. I, I passed through the smoke. Oh, smoke. but like, no, I'm just saying, like, we we've always had this availability and this and this uh, openness that that is really weird on this show. Um, you catch more raw vet on this than you would in real life any any day of the week. Uh, vis-a-vis fucking Robbie Repose 
yeah. episode. Like I want to delete that from YouTube so bad. There's so much of me just exposed to the world now that was just like. If you really wanted it pulled down, we could probably pull it down, but it really is a touching episode. It's it it speaks to what we do. It has a lot to do with the community. It has a lot to do with um, the openness of how this show's always been. Jordan and I got into several uh, mental health conversations. It's not something we we've never not talked about. It's always been in, involved in what we do because we've all been there we've all struggled and it's nice to have that open space and acknowledgement of everybody's struggles and it's it's been something that um my life's been pretty volatile since this show has started if you want to be honest Mm -hmm. and to have that safe open space has been weird and it's a consistent space right too we do this a lot like not like I like I don't want to call it an obligation or a chore, but it's one of those like it just happens like clockwork. And, and that's, you that's know, if we I don't am. get to hang out or see each other all week, we at least get to see each other these few hours. Um, and we would have this exact same conversation without the camera running. Yeah. Like it's really it's it's odd to me how how much it's developed into uh as, as natural. Do you remember a couple years ago, maybe maybe more than a couple years ago obviously but we were sitting at north market and we were just like people watching and we were like could you imagine having a podcast but what would we even talk about and that was before jordan came up with the lightning strike of an idea to start doing this well essentially it was we we said we were going to talk about food but then we were like we'd run out of ideas too fast and then we're like we could literally just do a show of us sitting here talking about people <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, so the way north market is set up there's like this uh like balcony that wraps three quarters around the building and you look down and you can see people shopping and ordering food and you know it columbus is, is an incredibly eclectic city and north market people watching uh, north market is the best for people watching because you get like all the cultures you get you know wealthy people you get people that can barely afford their jenny's ice cream like they, it's yeah <sighs> It's yeah. I just love it. I love when everybody comes together because you love good food. That is like done the right way. Is that at the African yeah. place? Where they've got the ginger lemonade. Oh, so good. Bruh. So good. I want goat rice and ginger lemonade. <laughs> right now. Anyway. But yeah, that, that was years ago. I had um, food from the Greek place. It starts with an F. Mm-hmm. I want to call it Frodo's, but it's that's not, not it. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember right after that, it probably was so only a few months before you guys started doing 101. Yeah, it was before, but it was just one of those. And we'd like to sit and hang and talk and smoke and talk and talk and talk. And we'd be like, it's like midnight. We both got to get up and do things. And... I, re- I remember when I was selling roofs, just being like, hey, I have I have a job. <laughs> like, I've got some downtime, but we've been here for four and a half hours. <laughs> but just like steady, like talking, like we hit on like deep stuff. So sometimes it's incredibly shallow. Sometimes it's like talking about kids stuff. Sometimes it's like, did you ever notice? Like, uh, and other times we get down like really deep rabbit holes. Like we could talk about like religion and physics sometimes and like just how it all works. Like I mean, the religion is physics. Yeah. It was all, <laughs> all of the, um, but it's just, cra- and I think that's what lends to like some of the rabbit holes. I don't, 
you know, I don't want to. It's it's hard to remember, not to remember. Like obviously, we're sitting on the set with fucking cameras and microphones. Like I know it's not hard to remember we're on the show, but like we've talked about so much stuff. There's not much like track of what we can and can't do. So it's very easy for us to just slip into like a sitting around the house smoking conversation. And, well, and, and that's when shit gets sketchy. One of my that's ideas when we roll into the fourth and a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of my ideas about this show was to, um, you know, I wanted to make it something that was just easy to put on in the background and listen to. I think there's a lot of magic in learning by accident when you just hear conversation about something that's interesting to you or you just hear somebody speaking about something that like maybe you don't know about but it lends to other resources spark yeah like i feel like learning by accident is a magic thing and i hope that anybody that listens to an episode or a few episodes pulls out a few tattoo pieces of knowledge or a few art gems or a few like randomness yeah, like we talk about a lot of pretty useless information, but at the same time, like, I don't know, it's all kind of applicable to our lifestyles and our community and like the tribe that we're all a part of. Because, you know, those of us that choose to be tattooed just for making that choice to put our bodies through that and wear these marks for the rest of our lives, just by making that choice, we have a lot in common. Yep. You know, and then you start going down the different rabbit holes of how much do we have in common and how and why do these tattoos influence us or how does this influence do our tattoos? You can do that with any segment of people, any group, any any common shared interest, any focus, same energy, whatever you want to call that. And the more you start to connect on one thing, you realize how much you connect on everything else and that's just because you don't honestly look in people's lives most of the time in a social or a work or a you know what i mean like so having that one thing to focus on then opens the avenues of seeing other connections and really it's just getting down to all people are the fucking same we're all looking for the same five things we all have different tastes you know what i mean but like when it nuts and bolts it's like People aren't really that different. It's true. We have different habits, like different foods. We have different motivations, but mostly the same. So anytime you start like narrowing down that field of interest, it's like you find more and more similarities because you're, oh, if you like barbecue sauce, you probably also like pulled pork. (laughs) If you like pulled pork, you probably coleslaw yeah see i see what you're saying it's the reverse if you give a mouth a cookie <laughs> <laughs> if you smoke weed you probably you know what i mean like there's a whole lot of assumptions uh, just assumptions fair. and truths that's fair so i was looking at the web page today which one tattoo collecting.com i was looking at that today and i actually still have a couple of chores i need to do online anyways i noticed i have your name there do you want me to put the list of people that have worked on you because you've got quite a list of people because like on my name i got like a picture of me and then my name you click it it takes you to my instagram and there's like a list of artists so it just says your name and it'll take you to your instagram 
Do you want me to like Instagram to our webpage? Yeah, it was the best way to give credit and let people know who you are without like taking the time to write a huge blurb or anything. Do you want me to write a blurb? All right. Oh, we just got like jujitsu flex by Derb. <laughs> I got a little bit scared there. Um, I don't, I mean, sure. I don't really care. But, yeah. Kyle, do you want a little bio on the webpage? Because it says your name, but it sure. doesn't have like a bio or anything. We're going to blur it out. And every time you do something good, <laughs> I'd blur one word for you. Wow, really? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, poor. I mean Kyle. a lot. Um I I don't know if I could come up with a it would take me a minute to write. Mine's only like a little tiny paragraph. It's not like, you know, I have like a little paragraph of like, hey, blah blah blah, and then a list of people that have worked on me. I mean, Talk I, to you later. Okay. Basically. You can just write that for me. Okay. <laughs> How do I spell that sound? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't think you need to. So I was uh, speaking of your, I was listening to this uh, uh, almost TED Talk style thing about the old vibration tone languages. I was just thinking about this because I can make a lot of those weird noises. Well, it had a lot to do with like like uh, like how your body used to heal from vibration. So the old languages really spoke through your body uh-huh. and enabled the the triggering of certain responses. And when you weren't uh, actuating anything other than these parts of your body, it vibrated different things that sent different types of vibration. Uh-huh. And I mean, you know, on a sub subatomic level we're all just fucking vibrations so you mm-hmm. can literally alter and heal and move and change and, and just like heavy metal kills plants you know what i mean like <laughs> play some soft classical stuff and it gets all excited what's the sacred sacred frequency With the brown note <laughs> <laughs> not the brown note um yes i know what you mean but i don't i don't, I don't know the answer to the question kyle how many hertz is it I bet you it has a three in it. It really, I think you might be right. What was it? Yeah, like the calming, sacred. Uh, yeah. 440, though. But doesn't sound wrong. Um, I, I've watched a lot of stuff about the how vibration and frequency can change things. On a, 432. Like 432. So we'll do there's a three in it. Nice. Um, <laughs> I was watching this thing about vibration and how like a lot of times they they look at that as manipulation and they were able to use vibration as like a lifting technique and how to move things. And then I watched a video of a car stereo Mm -hmm. bend a door frame in vibration with the sound. So everybody that's been in a, I've been a stereo head for a long time, um, but anybody that's been to a stereo competition knows that they crack the windows so the windows can have flux, right? Mm-hmm. If you get into where they've got the humongous speakers packed into the little cars, those windows will literally look like they're doing the wave. This guy had a van. Mm-hmm. I don't know what frequency he was on, but he was literally sitting there running his camera and his whole door jam was bending okay. and moving. This is fucking steel. This is this is this is frame. This is a door on a car that's just literally so think of of on on a on a how you changed and morphed that went back to being solid fucking state as soon as that vibration was off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Find that back a whole step. 
think about if we used vibrations and frequency to manipulate iron, how much does that do to your body? Hmm. Well, at the same time, we could talk about the electromagnetic spectrum on the opposite end, and then we are looking at ultraviolet rays. Right. Right. What kind of effect does that have? So all of these waves that are traveling through us, some of them are destructive to us. Our body doesn't know what to do with those frequencies. Other frequencies are harmonic. So, hear me <laughs> out, right? I was going to go somewhere tattoo with this in a second, but. Is the frequency of the machine in your body some sort of therapy? Because there's some people that swear by tattoo therapy. And they're like, I get it. Now, is that frequency of the machine so what if you don't run your so machine here's where i was five and you're at 6.7 here's seven where seven. i was gonna go to <laughs> loop this back to tattoo talk and that was so <clears throat> you heard me talk about my friend frazier who used he he and i worked together for a couple years um when he and I worked, our rooms were side by side, but we just had like one door between us. And, you know, we could clearly hear one another if that door was open. Right. But the harmonics of our coil machines, and it didn't matter which of us was doing what, there was just this perfect like harmonic intonation between our tattoo machines. And it's one thing, it's like one of the rare things that I miss about working with coil tattoo machines is because if you walked into, uh, if you walked into a shop where people didn't care and their machines ran like garbage, it just sounded like chainsaws. Right, right. But if you walked into a shop and two or three or four or five artists who were working and their machines were tuned beautifully and running like tops, you got this instead of that, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got this you got this that's what the whole shop sounded like and it was just this I don't know I I remember waking up hearing that sound in my like dreams you're you're talking about again um synchronized frequencies right so that's the same reason why you walk into a concert and you can feel the show because everybody mm-hmm. in the room is syncing their frequencies to the same beats, to the same thoughts, to the same sing-along, to the same light pattern, to the same. You're syncing your bodies together. That's why Pentecostal churches work. That's why revivals work. That's why all this shit works. Because what you're doing is you're in-tuning your body to your surroundings. So like group meditating in the salt caves and shit like that. Like where they go in and they, they really work on... Uh, body posture to send their vibration into other people in their home and they, they feel the room and make sure like that it's all the same fucking concept that's what ruined religion for me when i got the same vibe at the metal show that i did at church it was like wait a tick jesus was that cannibal corpse today <laughs> And fucked with my brain right so like <laughs> made me start like looking at some things a little differently but that's how i started looking at like resonating frequency and i was 13 14 like, and I, i've said for a long time my my religion is relative energy because i'm very empathic and i'm, I'm very room sensitive and i can read somebody off of their their vibe faster than i care to admit and it drives me insane sometimes um 
Because sometimes you're like, oh, you're a dick. I don't want to talk to you anymore. You know, this just happens sometimes. You have just ruined our relationship by being you. Hmm. <laughs> Thanks for saving me the time. Oh, man. No, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I mean. So what do you think about this setup? We went and sat like this the I whole like show. It. But, if uh, we have comfier chairs and a more practical little table for us here. I agree with all those decisions. What color should the chairs be? I think. Should they be? Do they no, 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 no. Do not. Do not. Do you know why? Because when we see our chairs, we'll know our chairs. Fine. Don't put this preconceived notion of what we think is going to work into our heads. Do they need to match? I don't think it fucking Kyle, matters. do you think they need to match? Is this just the you me set? Ever so or is slightly, this... maybe have it's some like... similarities, but you could have differences between them. Hmm. We're still gonna do round table or quarter table when people are here. Yeah, I really so... like maybe we'll even get another one of those and actually have like if a semicircle can... to sit around. It'd be if like an actual can... sports show. The same chairs, we wouldn't have a summit seats. If we get different chairs, you can pick your own. Hmm. It all depends on. How I mean, I feel like I usually sit on this side, but it's just because that's where the cables are. Sit where I'm told. So, <laughs> I, normally, it's wherever you put my headphones. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I really like I really like this setup as opposed to continually sitting sideways to talk to each other at the same table. Um. So. Enjoy do you remember several episodes ago where I was like, okay, we're going to start editing, blah, 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 blah. I just yeah. feel like we have... We just started doing better shows from then on out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think funny. we've done a good job. Well, you kind of brought to the attention that there was some slack in what we project. And Instead of the, cutting it out, we're just keeping it a little more meat and potatoes. With the familiarity of you and I, it's very easy to forget we're running in our conversations. Mm -hmm. So like just being mindful of there's some tact to this and there's a point to this and there's a reason. Um, not that we don't love bunny trails, but we're here to talk about tattoos. <laughs> Sometimes we're here to talk tattoos. We, we need that loop back, you know? So yeah, um, I, I get it. But, yeah, I don't know what Here we are right so I had a list of Instagram stuff to jump to, but I mean, we've been talking for a little while and we got some jujitsu going on behind we do us. Have some jiu -jitsu Didn't I tell you it would be 730? Huh? Oh, Didn't yeah. I tell you it would be 730. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kyle, the only person with headphones on, how much background are we getting? Not a lot. Not a lot? Yeah. A little bit. Sure, Carl, you're rolling up. Might as well finish it. I mean, we could take care of this while we tear down. The world's your oyster. What do you guys think? Hmm. Oh, wait. <laughs> Let me see. Let me pull up what I got on Insta here. Should we talk about your snail we stuff? We can talk about snail stuff. I don't care. Okay. All right. Oh, I hearted it. I want to view ready it. ready to trash me. I'm not going to trash you. Not you. I'm at the world. Yes. Oh, I'm Mom can't share stuff because she can't work computer. That's just then, that's just that's just you know nature's I mean, playing being like nothing. Just screen share that little portion. I just wanted to make them bigger.
Oh, there we go. Phone, phone, phone's going to share All right. stuff from the computer. I can't figure out how to make it big. Phone, phone, phone's not going to share stuff from the computer. Do you want me to pull it up? <laughs> no. Mm -hmm. No, we can we can probably just grab. There's, <laughs> there's, well, I do have some stuff that's like worth talking about, but it's just like we kind of touched on a lot of the things I was going to poke fun of. Save it for another time. Yeah. Yeah, we still got it there, but I've got some silly things that are just funny. Well, can always save them. There's always next week. There's always is. Save it for the time we need it. What? All right. Well, I guess we'll uh, partake of this as we clean up. And uh, I think it's been a pretty good episode. Sure. We'll be coming at you next week from right here. <clears throat> at the Red Tree. Where? Soundstage. Soundstage is that what we're calling? Yeah, this is the True Tattoo Supply Soundstage. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Give it a new title. Sure. We'll run it. <laughs> uh, pleasure as always. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. We'll have episode 126. Um, I'm going to try and have, we mentioned Sam, the Mexican, earlier today. Uh, he's a good friend of ours. And uh, also, he's actually a very avid tattoo collector as well. Um, he's got some work from Adam. I've worked on him. Savannah's worked on it. He he's getting a snail. <laughs> he's what? He's getting a snail. He's getting a snail. He'll definitely get a snail. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, hopefully we'll be able to work it out to have Sam join us next week. Um, and then we will jump to some of the stuff that, you know, just internet jib jabs to talk about. Back pocket. Yep, back pocket. Instagram stories. Some of them are actually like current events and things that we can talk about. But yeah. Thanks for listening to our tattoo. Tattoo talk. Thank you for listening to our tattoo talk. All right, guys. See you next week. Awesome.